Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-autopay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Hi, this is Ken Levine, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will air next week on the station at the usual time. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we continue our look at this week in TV history. Tony? August 26, 1939. The first televised Major League Baseball game on station W2XBS. The station would later become WNBC-TV. What city? New York. Oh, okay. And it was uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Cincinnati Reds. Go Reds! (laughs) Uh, So uh, the announcer was Red Barber. Uh, and he called the game between the Reds and the Brooklyn Dodgers at Ebbets Field in New York. It seems fitting that the Cincinnati Reds were part of the first televised, nationally televised Major League Baseball game because the Cincinnati Reds were, I believe, the first professional baseball team. Yes, yes they were. And for many, many, many years, up until about 10 years ago, the very first game of the baseball season always involved the red. Always. Well, oh. until recently. Yeah. So I just think it's apropos and cool that the Cincinnati Reds were part of the first televised game. Let me, let me just give you a little more detail. At the time, television was still in its infancy. Regular programming did not exist, and very few people owned televisions. There were only about 400 in the New York area. Wow. Not until 1946 did regular network broadcasting catch on in the United States, and only in the mid-1950s did television sets become more common in American households. Now, I mentioned this was 1939, so August 26, 1939. Also in 1939, so about six months prior now, uh, the World's Fair was held in New York, uh-huh. and it became this for historic broadcast. So this is where, you know, you had the, the first you know, official let's call it the first official, uh, the beginnings of NBC television, where they were broadcasting from atop the Empire State Building, and uh, people attending World Fair got to see, you know, this new thing called television. It was one of the big exhibits. One of the World Fair's pre-exhibits and organizers believed that the Dodgers-Reds doubleheader on August 26th was the perfect event to showcase America's grasp on this new technology. So the broadcast of the game was shown as part of the World's Fair, or...? Uh, not as part of the World's Fair, but okay. this, you know, the original broadcast was about six months prior. Okay, six months prior, okay. Yeah, but, you know, so this is, you know, so you saw that... This new thing called television was exhibited, but this baseball game was really the thing that proved to people this technology is something. This is going to be something that's going to be in everybody's home. I think this was really showing this is not going to be a passing fad Mm -hmm. that people can, you know, people are going to want to turn into this electronic cabinet with the the little window on it and see what's happening. Uh, The video coverage was very crude. 
there were only two stationary camera angles. Mm -hmm. I placed down the third baseline to pick up infield throws to first, and the second was placed high above home plate with an extensive view of the field. Interesting. Yeah. Because it is standard practice, certainly today, and certainly in the 70s when I first started watching baseball games on TV, and I would imagine even into the 50s and 60s, you have a camera in center field yeah. uh, you know, with the close-up from the center field wall to home plate, and you have the close-up. And then you would cut to the left field line, the right field line, depending on where the ball is in play. But in a lot of respects, that center field shot is really made perfect for television because you capture everything. And, you know, baseball is static, and then something happens. It's ecstatic, and then you have these little bursts of energy, which make it kind of really perfect for television. Yeah. Two other little notes here about how people saw the game. Since a swinging bat looked like a paper fan. Huh. On uh-huh. And the ball was all but invisible during pitches and hits. Well, because of the high Who? angle of from behind home plate. Who won? I do not. Let's see. What was the date? The date, August 26, 1939. So it was the Reds versus the Dodgers. Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers, a.k.a. those bums. Okay, the first game of the doubleheader, the Reds won 5-2. to two. The second game of the doubleheader, the Dodgers won 6-1. to one. Okay. okay. I can live with that. <laughs> okay, so wh- whichever game was televised, there's your answer. Okay, there we go. It, it's still amazing, you know, that television in its early days crewed that people were seeing its potential, and that, that meant covering a baseball game, I mean... That's what uh, did it, yeah. I think getting a presidential speech at the World's Fair, you know, okay, this is nice, and this is wonderful technology, but to cover a game like that, that is pretty amazing. And then to see, you know, what we later see on television, what we talked about earlier. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Childofteleveson.blogspot.com. Childofteleveson.blogspot.com. Also, storysalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next Next time. time. We have a few minutes, enough time to tell you that you can reserve a front row seat to five decades of the biggest stars in country music, all performing their greatest hits as part of a singular 10 DVD set that will be available at retail for the very first time on Tuesday, August 6th. That will be CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015. CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015, available wherever music and DVDs are sold through our friends at Time Life. CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015 is a handsomely packaged 10 DVD collector's set filled with more than 120 unforgettable performances from five decades of the nationally televised 
Country Music Association Awards, including performances from many of the top legends who helped shape country music, including Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash, Barbara Mandrell, Buck Owens, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, Charlie Pride, Reba McIntyre, Alabama, Brooks and Dunn, Tanya Tucker, and Carrie Underwood. CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015 also includes newly produced interviews with such music legends as Charlie Pride, Kenny Rogers, Naomi Judd, and Ronnie Millsap, plus a 44-page memory book, a year-by-year guide to 50 years of CMA Award winners, and a whole lot more. Retail price for CMA Awards Live, Greatest Moments 1968-2015 is $99.99. That's $99.99 for CMA Awards Live, Greatest Moments 1968-2015. Available now at retail wherever music and DVDs are sold. Also available now at retail from Time Life is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, an 11-DVD configuration of legendary live concerts from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies from 2010 to 2017, plus the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts from 2009, which the Philadelphia Inquirer called the All-Star Jam of a fan's dreams. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert becomes available at retail for the very first time on Tuesday, September 10th, and is a set comprised of three separate collections. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert 2014-2017, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert encore 2010-2013, and the big mother of rock concerts, the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts from 2009. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert includes 164 iconic performances, collaborations, and induction speeches from such rock giants as Alice Cooper, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Cheap Trick, Chicago, ELO, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Sting, Hart, YouTube, Jeff Beck, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon, Ringo Starr, and many, many others. Retail price for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert is $99.99, $99.99, plus it includes collectible booklets and the 26-page collector's edition of Rolling Stone that features behind-the-scenes stories of the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, 164 iconic performances on 11 DVDs, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, available now at retail from our friends at Time Life. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Reminder that season four of This Is Us premieres Tuesday, September 24th on NBC, while Seven Days to Vegas will be released in select theaters on Friday, September 20th, before becoming available for viewing on demand through iTunes and Amazon on Tuesday, September 24th. More information, 7daystovegas.com, 7daystovegas.com. For more information on the Seven Days to Vegas sweepstakes, go to Club WPT. Dot out there for our program this week. Folks, Ed Roberts, on behalf of Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, Greg Garibar, and our producer, 
Chris Carmen. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.